Hello, and welcome to the Gilbo Girls Show, where you will have the opportunity to hear from mothers, fathers, siblings, and individuals themselves about their journey of living with a disability. I know, I know, it's called Gilbo Girls, but we have a bonus for you as we get the Gilbo Boys to interview some of the dads and siblings and get their perspectives too. We'll also have special guests from time to time to share the many resources that are available to those living with a disability and their families. So get ready to laugh, smile, cry, maybe even get a little angry when you hear some of these stories of their day-to-day -day struggles. But let's not forget their many triumphs. As they say, it takes a village. And if it weren't for our village, we wouldn't be where we are today. So join us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gilbo Girls. Today's guest is Ella Perso, And I just probably said that wrong. How do you pronounce your last name? It is Perso. It is Perso. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. So Ella is 16 years old. She's a junior in high school in Pennsylvania. She's the oldest of three siblings, Leah, Samson, and Aiden. She's a lifeguard at the YMCA. And in her free time, she likes to watch movies and read. So thank you for joining us and being vulnerable, being willing and vulnerable um, with us by sharing your story. And mm -hmm. I know I've had the pleasure of um, interviewing your mom about cherry blossom vacations. And then I got to interview both your parents um, just on, you know, just about the adoption and you kids and the boys and just your, your journey, um, which is, it's great getting to, to know you all. And uh, we are looking forward to meeting your family this weekend and hanging out as well. Um, so how is, can you tell us from your perspective, what it was like when you found out that you were getting new siblings? Cause how, how old were you? Um, I was like five ish, okay. five, six. So what are your memories of that? I, t I don't exactly remember my parents telling me about Samson because that's when I was like five okay. when they told us, um, I don't know. I was probably just excited. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd ever heard about adoption before something new and it's not like a typical getting a new sibling thing you go to another country and you get to go there and then you have a new sibling <laughs> right exactly exactly and I mean that's a great experience for you and your sister to have even if you don't have a ton of memories but you have the memories of what your parents tell you too and I'm sure pictures and everything like that you know um I mm -hmm. think that's pretty awesome and what about your other brother? How old were you? Um, like nine, I think. Mm -hmm. That one I remember more. And obviously I knew what adoption was too. So it wasn't as like strange, but I was also excited. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> I feel awesome. like it's always fun knowing that you're getting another person in your family who you get to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you explain your relationship today with each one of your siblings? Cause I'm sure your relationships with each of them are different. How would you kind of explain them? Um, well, my sister, she's like getting, she's in middle school and she's 13. So she, she, she's, um, she's fun in a way, but she's been like, trying to like act all like cool and like she wants to wear my clothes and I'm like no you can't take them please yep, at that age I remember doing that to my sister <laughs> I know she's like no more girly girl stuff it's very oh it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> she's very sassy <laughs> it's good um, to have a little sass <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. And then Samson, he's 11. He's been like, he's been fun. He's played basketball a lot lately. And so I enjoy doing that with him. But he's also getting to middle school where he's like, doesn't want to also do like the little kid playing stuff. So that's been like a little sad too, to see him move away from that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Aiden, I just read him a book about Star Wars. He made me read the whole Star Wars book. So it was like 75 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't read anymore. Um, what a good big sister you are. <laughs> I know <laughs> he's yeah we have dance parties he's definitely more chaotic I'd say he's the most chaotic kid yeah yeah and so at what age did you notice well you knew when the, when the kids came in when your brothers came in um you know that that they had a disability like do you remember asking questions to them or them you know sitting you down and explaining it to you Um, were you, you know, did you have questions? Were you curious? Were you confused, sad? Like what, you know, I think for Samson, other, you know, other kids and siblings that don't have disabilities and all of a sudden you have, you know, you have these new brothers and then you see that they have this. Yeah. So how was your reaction? I think Samson, it wasn't that big of a deal because he really only has club feet, which Mm -hmm. is not that big of a deal. Like it's really not like, it was fine. He'd get cast every once in a while, but not that big of a deal. Um, Aiden, I don't really remember what I thought. I mean, I remember my parents showing us like videos of him and like, he was like one years old and he could, he couldn't roll over, couldn't sit up. Mm-hmm. He was just sort of like laying there. He could move his arms, but I was like, it was, it was interesting with his, but I don't think it changed my perception on him. Right. Right. Did you ever feel like your mom and dad were so busy taking care of the boys, taking them to doctor's appointments and therapy sessions that you didn't get to do the so-called normal things that other typical families do? Um, when I was like, when we had just gotten Aiden, we were going to a lot of doctor's appointments, not really because I was like nine, 10 and I voluntarily went to those doctor's appointments because I wanted to. So, um, not then, but definitely like as I got older and I started doing more things with other friends, I was like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Or like people now are like, oh, you want to hang out? And I'm like, hang on, I got to check with my mom because, you know, there's always like a random doctor appointment thrown in there mm-hmm. that you just never know about. Exactly. And that, that's the same, same way with my son. Um, my son and, um, faith, uh, JD and faith are four years apart. So he had to go through a lot of the different things. Um, and so, like you said, you went to a lot of the, the different therapies or doctor's appointments and stuff. Like, was it, did you find it like interesting? Like, I know, I guess for me, um, like my grandmother, my grandmother, when, um, she had, um, emphysema, she never smoked a day in her life. She had emphysema. She had a trach in when I was in eighth grade. Um, I remember doing our, um, our eighth, my eighth grade graduate or eighth grade science project on it. And I used to do all the suctioning from her trach and everything. And the, mm-hmm. and the doctor walked me through everything. And, um, but 
I kind of found it interesting, but I don't think that I would do it outside of that because I did it because it was my grandmother, you know what I mean? And I love my grandmother. It was my grandmother, but I did find it interesting going and learning all that stuff because you're just, you know, you're being exposed to so many different things and learning opportunities too. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't even know where I was going with that question, but I, I guess just, you know, with the therapies and doctor's appointments, did you find them interesting and, you know, to, to, and, and did you find like you wanted to learn everything, what they were doing so that way you can help your mom out, um, with them too? I mean, it was some of that, but more, it was like, it was kind of fun in a way, like going to his therapy, like therapy for him was fun. Like helping him do stuff, being a distraction. I always thought that was fun. Yes. And then (laughs) when I was like, when all my siblings were homeschooled, we would all go to his therapy and he had like physical therapy and then he had occupational therapy. And so we'd do our schoolwork during physical therapy. And then we'd like play on our tablets. (laughs) So that was, that was also a reason to go, but Uh it was just, it was fun to be there with him. And I know it made him happier too doing it. Yeah. Because, because then, you know, that's uh, to feel supported is, is amazing, you know, so that had to have felt good to him. Mm -hmm. And what about as you're getting older now too, you know, do you feel like, um, well, even back then too, like, did you feel like you had to help more around the house or, you know, um, do things that your friends didn't have to do because, you know, again, your parents have to, you know, attend to a lot of other needs. Um, did you feel like you had to pick up the slack, so to speak and, and help out more? not really like picking up slack with chores because that's kind of just a shared thing on everybody, but there's definitely things that I do where people and like other people, they don't understand. Like, for example, um, when we go on road trips, Mm -hmm. someone has to feed Aiden Mm -hmm. because he can't feed himself. So then that means you don't really get to eat your food. And it's like this big chaotic thing. Um, feeding Aiden, that's kind of different. People usually don't feed their eight-year-old brother, but mm-hmm. what they didn't you do? Um, driving a big van. That's something different that most people don't realize you have to do. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, what? That's embarrassing. And I'm like, not really. But <laughs> yeah, because that, that's, that's what you have think. to have for your sibling who is a human being. Yeah. He has that need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I tell people. Yeah. And it is, but yeah, no, I can totally see it. I can totally see it. Um, did you ever feel left out or like, um, you and your sister always came last? Um, yeah, people usually think of Aiden and Samson more just because they're different. Mm -hmm. Um, people talk about Aiden and Samson more. They notice them more. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, they're different. Like, people usually do that. (laughs) And I, I'm guilty of that too, just as in just like, for instance, like with Facebook, you know, like, I mean, I guess because back when, when JD was younger, you know, we didn't have the internet and we didn't have cell phones. So when we took pictures, they were real pictures that you had to get developed. So I have like 5 million boxes in the basement with all of his pictures and when of him growing up, you know, but with faith, yeah. everything was on the internet. So everything was faith, faith, this faith, this, you know, and then everybody followed faith, you know, where was mm-hmm. the mix? And sometimes people didn't even know that probably didn't even <laughs> recognize that I had a son because I was always putting yeah. stuff up with faith, you know, I mean, people that didn't know us, like, you know, that were close with us, you know, um, 
you know, and I, and even still to this day, like when I put stuff, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I wonder if that ever made him, you know, it didn't make him upset or anything or felt, you know, of course he felt some way about it, but it wasn't a bad way about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that, you know, people are just, they, they follow you and, and your family and it's just, yeah. And because their needs are, you know, they, yeah, it's just the thing. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I know you get it. I feel like, I feel like people are interested and people are different because maybe it makes them feel better about themselves. They're like, wow, I know this person is different. I know this family whose kids in a wheelchair. That makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, um, were there ever times that you ever felt embarrassed about or embarrassed for them? Not embarrassed Sometimes I feel embarrassed when Aiden is using his wheelchair and he's like going at top speed and he's crashing into things. I'm like, this is just, you can't do that. Yeah. Like that's crossing a line. (laughs) (laughs) There was one um, time when Faith had just, we had just gotten back from um, Canada for conductive education and Faith learned to use her um, canes. So she was using a lot, uh, she was using her canes a lot in elementary school and, um, I remember feeling, and I remember JD talking to me after how he, he didn't feel like embarrassed, but he felt embarrassed for, he, we felt some type of way just because like you literally like, what's the saying you could, you couldn't, or you could hear a, a um, pin drop because it was so quiet. She was walking with her sticks and like, everybody was just enthralled watching her like, Oh my gosh, she's doing, it. but Oh my gosh. In the back of her head, probably like, Oh my God, don't fall. Don't fall. Don't, you know what I mean? And she was going <laughs> yeah. out to get an award and everybody was, you know, shaking their hands and stuff, but it was so quiet. And then I just felt like those seconds were like minutes and minutes were like, it felt like such a long time because she was walking slow and it was so quiet. I'm like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you know? Um, yeah. But I almost felt embarrassed, not embarrassed for her, but kind of embarrassed for her. Like, I just, um, I don't know, like, because it was quiet and all eyes were on her. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder how she yeah. felt in that moment, if she could remember, you know? There was one time Aiden had a piano recital and he, it was like the piano was, his piano was up on a stage. So he had to drive up and then he had to put his wheelchair up and it's going so slow and everyone's just watching it. And I'm like, <sighs> Mm-hmm. I was laughing because it's funny. It's like, <laughs> and everyone's just watching and he just plays like his little song on the piano. And I'm like, this is really funny. And then did you have to wait for it to go back down? Yeah. And yeah. And then he puts it back down. Everyone's clapping. He's just, and he drives off <laughs> like you did great. I love it. Only, only, only we can understand those moments, those true moments. When <laughs> Oh, do you feel like you missed out on doing certain things or going certain places that other typical families get to do? Um, because a, you know, it, just because of the, it, it wasn't accessible or they couldn't accommodate, um, you know, just like, uh, like going camping. Like I yeah. remember, I remember growing up going camping all the time and we've gone camping with faith, but it, it can be very difficult because mm-hmm. they still can't do all the things you used to do when you were a kid, because she needs a wheelchair to get, you know, even just to go on like the, the hiking trails and stuff like that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. have you felt like you, any, like you've missed out on some of those, um, those moments or how did your family adapt? Um, I feel like the one thing I've never been to amusement, like I've never really been to an amusement park before. I've never been to Hershey park and people are always like, why? And I'm like, 
because I can't really like I can't go with my family mm-hmm. like no one really likes roller coasters and Aiden can't go so then if he can't go it's like you don't want to leave him out right um and then we went to Hawaii and there were like I wanted to do like some hiking and stuff but obviously you can't do that with Aiden mm-hmm. um can't really go to all the beaches because they're really difficult to get to it's hard to find wheelchair accessible stuff especially in like rural places too yeah yeah i think this weekend we're gonna have to get on your um dad and and uh my husband about um getting together and making some beach wheelchairs and start selling them cheap to family oh we definitely i could see them making them um, what about, was there ever a time like you felt you couldn't talk to your parents? Um, or shall I say, did you ever feel like you didn't want to talk to them about a specific problem that you were going through because you knew they, they had so much to worry about, um, you know, and, and, and so much on their shoulders as it was, you didn't want to add to it. So you kind of just didn't talk to them about something that you really wish you could. Um, there are definitely some days where that happens. It's like, you have a busy day with doctor's appointments and then it's like, um, your appointment gets canceled or get changed. Then my parents are stressed and I'm like, Hey, like I kind of need to ask you something, but I can tell they're stressed. So that happens. Or if it's like with surgery, like every time there's surgery, that's always stressful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my needs sometimes can be put on a back burner. Yeah. Yeah. And even just siblings, in general, I feel like get put on the back burner and it's nothing to be, it's, you know, not anything about the the sibling that has a disability, because of course you only want the best for them, but, um, it's just a reality. And even like support groups, you know, where I work at the arc, you know, they're trying to, um, start up some support groups for the siblings because there really isn't anything out for you guys. And, you know, mm-hmm. as parents, you know, there are some, some places that you can, you know, connect and stuff like that. But what about the other kids that are going through all of this, you know, they, and their minds are even, you know, they're having to deal with adult problems and seeing the adult, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And they, you guys are so young, you shouldn't have to go through all of this stuff, you know, yeah, this family dynamic, you know, um, but it, in the end, it makes you guys, um, better. I think that you guys grow quicker and you, you have more patience and understanding mm-hmm. um, and empathy and, um, but yet, you know, they're your siblings. You're going to fight with them like no other and, and pick on them yeah. and play with them and do all this, what the sibling things are. But, you know, you guys definitely, I think have to grow up quicker. Um, and, and I just think that there needs to be more support out there for the siblings. Um, yeah. So that you, you have, you know, if your parents are going through something and you really need to talk to somebody, you have a friend that really understands it because they have a sibling that, that, that has the same, you know, similar needs. So, you know, yeah, I, I really feel like there should be something. I, I feel think like it would I'm be nice. <laughs> Go ahead. It would be nice if people like whenever Aiden has surgery, it's always people bring us meals, which is nice. Like then my dad doesn't have to cook or I don't have to cook, but maybe I'd like to be invited over to someone's house. Like, that's what I wish people like. It's not always the meals, right? It's like, I'm sick of being here without my mom or Aiden. Like, I just want to go do something fun. Right. Yep. 
Yep. I hear you on that. Do you find it difficult to, um, to connect with people, um, that are going through similar things? I mean, you guys have also moved several times, so you've had to kind of start over making new friends. Have you like, did you find that hard and have you, um, really met anybody that you can feel you can connect with, um, or anybody that's going through anything similar that has a sibling with a disability? Um, when we moved, we found a lot of people who have siblings with disabilities, but then after COVID that sort of fizzled out. Mm -hmm. And now like I've sort of moved on a new group of friends and, um, they don't have any adopted siblings or like really siblings with, um, disabilities. Well, no, one of them does, but even still, sometimes it's still hard to understand, have them understand mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, when you look at your siblings, what do you see and what do you want the world to know about them? Um, probably that they're just like normal siblings. I mean, they annoy me. I annoy them. They're fun. They're really not every, any different at all. No, nope. that's based, like, they're just, they're different in a way. Like they do things differently, but they're basically the same. Yep. And what concerns, if any, do you have, um, for the future? Um, with them, I'd say probably, I think Aiden, because I'm concerned for like his independence mm -hmm. as he grows up and like he get he has friends and he can't go over to their house because they don't have a wheelchair ramp or he can't go do things with his friends because he can't do that specific thing or people aren't really going to invite him places because, oh, he's in a wheelchair. He just can't do it anyways. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you, you have to think too, you know, physically, but then what about emotionally? Because, you mm -hmm. know, emotionally that's got to affect him, uh, you know, and, just like with my daughter with cerebral palsy, you know, and I, you know, I know it has affected her in many ways. And sometimes she opens up about it and some days she doesn't, you know, but it's just, you, you know, it's, you can't not feel for them because they want to do everything else that everybody else is doing. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. What aspects of being a sibling of someone um, with a disability do you enjoy most and what has been the most rewarding aspect of it? Um, I'd say just getting a new perspective on things. I've been, I've just been able to experience a lot more things with them having a disability. And also I get to meet more people mm -hmm. who are like them and I get to help more people. Um, I recently helped a kid who had Down syndrome at a soccer camp, but I had like a lot of fun with him. Mm. And I think having a sibling with a disability has helped me realize that he just wanted to go to soccer camp and he wanted to have fun. And he did, I did on the last day, he like scored a bunch of goals and played with the team. It was a lot of fun. What has God taught you through your siblings with special needs? Um, just to treat everyone the same mm -hmm. and that people are going through things that you don't really realize. Mm -hmm. And just to not judge them for that either. Yeah. 
which goes hand in hand with that other question of, you know, what advice would you give to siblings that are just, you know, learning that their sister or brother has a disability or just anybody out there that's got, you know, having a tough time. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else that you would like to share before we wrap it up? I don't think so. No. I think I've sh- shared everything on my mind. Awesome. So the last but not least, um, your word. Words are very powerful and important and conspire inspire us to do great things and remind us of our importance or simply remind us just to breathe and live in the moment. So what is your word? Um, and would you be willing to share why you chose it? Um, I thought about this today. I sort of have like a phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, it's let them. So basically it's saying, you know, people are going to do things. You can't control what they do and you just have to roll with it. Like you can't say, oh, I wish they didn't do that. I wish they didn't say that to me. I wish they didn't do that to me. You just have to basically mind your own business and say, like, I can't control that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I like that. I like that. Well, I want to thank you for being vulnerable with us and and sharing your journey. Um, And I look forward to meeting you. And until next time, everybody stay tuned for another episode of the Gilbo Girls coming up. Bye. Thank you for joining us as we spread awareness through our personal stories and the many resources shared. You can help us by joining our village simply by sharing our show to the masses. If you would like to support the Gilbo Girls on another level, click on the link in the show notes to make a donation in any amount. Add your address and you'll receive a hand-stamped token with the word village on it in appreciation. Be sure to subscribe to our Gilbo Girls podcast and YouTube show. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gilbo Girls. Till next time.